We're halfway through the year. Today is Midsummer's Day. A bit of a strange year to be halfway through. But a good day to look at what happens halfway through Mark's good news about Jesus. Let's pray before we look. Thank you, God, that Jesus is such good news. Please help us as we find out more and help us to share the good news with others. The very middle of Mark's good news is chapter 8, 27 to 31. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and that he must be killed and after three days Rise again. Jesus is walking with his disciples and they're talking as they go along. Jesus starts the conversation by asking if the disciples have heard people talking about him. Who do people think I am? he asks. Turns out the disciples have heard quite a few ideas. John the Baptist, Elijah one of the other prophets. John the Baptist, Elijah, one of the other prophets? Why would people think that? You might think at first that these were silly ideas, but they weren't. All of them were people who had tried to get everyone back to God, as Jesus was doing. Sophie and the online children's groups have been looking at Elijah's life recently and some of the other prophets. And the children have done some pictures which you will see as we look at this passage. Elijah tried to get King Ahab and Queen Jezebel back to the true God. King Ahab and Queen Jezebel had changed to a completely made-up god called Baal. Of course, Baal couldn't do anything, no matter how much people shouted at him. Of course, the true god, our god, could do anything. He could make fire or food for a poor widow or rain when there was no water. Sophie and the children looked at other prophets too, like Jonah. 
he was sent to Nineveh in another country to get the people back to God. He didn't much want to, but they got the message. And John the Baptist had been in the desert telling crowds to turn back to God. But hold on a minute. All these people are history. John the Baptist had already been killed by King Herod. Elijah and Jonah are ancient history, 800 years or more since they'd been alive, even though people were never quite sure what happened when Elijah left the world. I still don't think the people's ideas were crazy. They knew the Old Testament really well. And some of the things Jesus did would have reminded them of the things Elijah did with God's help. Remember the widow who had only a tiny, tiny bit of flour and oil? But amazingly, Elijah told her God would make them enough for all the bread they needed for a long, long time. Just as Jesus made a tiny, tiny amount of bread and fish, enough for 5,000 people. Remember the widow's son who got sick and died and how Elijah prayed and God raised him to life. The widow was from a place called Phoenicia, exactly the same place as the woman whose daughter Jesus has recently healed. We could go on and on because the Old Testament is full, full, full of clues to Jesus and God's big, big plan. So, people would have watched Jesus and been reminded of Elijah. But that's not all. They were actually expecting Elijah to come back. The very last book of the Old Testament is Malachi. And the very last chapter of the very last book is Malachi chapter 4. Do have a look at it later. If you love Harper Herald Angels Sing as much as I do, you'll be delighted to find that some of the words come from Malachi chapter 4. Malachi is finishing the whole Old Testament with the promise that God would put all wrongs right. And what he writes is, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. So people's ideas about Elijah were not ridiculous. Things Jesus did reminded them of Elijah and they would have heard that Elijah would come again. But after hearing about what people were saying, Jesus asks the disciples what they think. And we find out that Peter now realises who Jesus is. Elijah and the others were a really important part of God's plan. But Jesus is much, much more. 
Right at the beginning of Mark's good news, John the Baptist knows who Jesus is. He said, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptised you with water and he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. And Peter now realises who Jesus is. It's such a big moment in Peter's life. And it's also reported in Matthew with a tiny bit more detail when Peter says, You are the Messiah, son of the living God. Look what Peter has realised. Jesus is not a prophet sent to turn people back to God. Jesus is God. Jesus is the one who has come to put things right. From this amazing halfway point in Mark, the question changes. The question was, who is Jesus? Now the question becomes, how is Jesus going to put everything right? This starts at the very next sentence. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed and after three days rise again. The disciples do not understand. In fact, they're horrified. It's going to take the whole second half of Mark for them to see that Jesus means it. I'm not surprised they found it hard to understand. Surely, surely he's going to become a great celebrated king. Surely he's not going to be killed. And what can rise again mean? But God has helped them to understand who Jesus is and God will help them understand how he saves his world. Jesus saves the broken world by dying and rising again. And God has helped millions of people since to understand who Jesus is and how he saved our broken world by dying and rising again. The final puzzle of our reading is Jesus telling the disciples not to tell anyone. Plenty of people have studied why he said that. One good reason is that this is halfway for Peter and the disciples. This is not the whole way through the plan. The right time to tell the world is when it is done, when it is finished, when Jesus has died and risen again. In fact, the next time Jesus gives an instruction about this, he makes it clear. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So what about us? Wonderfully, we are not 
halfway through this good news. Jesus has risen from the dead. We can know who Jesus is. We can know how he saved his world. So the time for telling people who and how is now.